Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Today is the first day of spring. Soon the sun will be shining, birds will be chirping, and neighbors will be outside tending to their lawns. Sounds like a peaceful scene, right? Think again. Lawns are a regular source of beauty and enjoyment to their owners, but they sometimes become a point of contention between neighbors. For example, back in late 2017, just after Halloween, there was a rather strange news story out of Kentucky. Senator Rand Paul was mowing his lawn when he was attacked by his neighbor. Paul wound up with six broken ribs. The New York Times reported that, quote, competing explanations of the origins of the drama cited stray yard clippings, newly planted saplings, and unraked leaves. In other words, a senator may have been beaten up because of a lawn. Whether that's true or not is probably a matter known only to both the alleged attacker and to the senator. But for history's sake, it is worth noting that this episode was by no means the worst thing to have befallen two neighbors in the long history of our obsession with trimmed grass. In 12th century England, lawns were a symbol of wealth. King Henry II's lawns were the talk of the town. The next King Henry, like 80 years later, had the garden around his palace leveled. Instead of a garden, he wanted a lawn covered in turf and mowed thereafter. That's according to a paper written by two lawn researchers. By the beginning of the 1300s, the trendiness of lawns had led to the popularity of lawn games among the wealthy people of Southampton, England. They played on the manicured expanse of Old Bowling Green, which coincidentally is the name of the Kentucky town where Senator Paul was beaten beside his lawnmower 700 years later. The idolization of lawns came to America with the first settlers. The Atlantic wrote in its historical retrospective on grass that, quote, lawns became aesthetic extensions of manifest destiny, symbols of American entitlement and triumph, of the soft and verdant rewards that result when man's ongoing battles against nature are finally won. American lawns were confined to the wealthy at first, but eventually, by the late 20th century, a lawn adorned nearly every house. NASA once conducted a satellite study of U.S. lawns. The unruly foreign weed we call grass is the single largest irrigated crop in the United States. It consumes 9 billion gallons of water each day, and the average American spends 70 hours a year keeping the stuff alive, though not so alive that it offends the neighbors. The twin miracles of lawnmowers and suburban sprawl finally allowed every homeowner to become a little English king. And only then, after beautiful yards covered much of the United States, did things really get ugly. Neighbors have fought with neighbors over lawns, whose grass is whose, why can't you mow your lawn, etc., etc., etc. Martha Stewart once spent a quarter million dollars in a fight with her neighbor over several trees and shrubs he had planted on a patch of grass on the border between their yards. Owners of unkempt lawns have been jailed in Texas and Florida. By all accounts, Senator Paul was seriously injured in his confrontation with his neighbor. But as I said before, it's not the worst thing to have happened to someone in a lawn dispute. Charles Martin lived in a one-story house just east of Cincinnati. 
where he was often seen in the front yard, among his flags and immaculate shrubs, sometimes measuring the grass with a yardstick. Martin mowed regularly and lived quietly until one spring day in 2006 when he stepped outside with his shotgun and killed his 15-year-old neighbor who had just walked across his lawn. A police lieutenant said at the time that the boy was, quote, killed over some grass. Only in America. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Avi Selk, who reported this story for The Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.